This podcast is brought to you by Hanley's Clean Meals. Hanley's Clean Meals provide you with nutritionally balanced prepped meals that will aid you in all walks of life. Hanley's Clean Meals provide numerous intercounty teams with meals. For more information, visit their website hanleyscleanmeals.ie or follow them on social media. Delighted now to be joined by Davy Burke to have a look back on the four National Football League finals um, over the weekend. But Davy, I think these league finals this weekend were shadowed by what happened on Friday night, the tragic passing of Red Oak Murphy. And it's it really just puts sports into perspective as much as there will be people giving out about various different teams like... Uh, a phenomenal footballer Red Oak was in his short career. Um, you would have seen him this year in the Sigerson Cup. Yeah, yeah, I would have seen him, would have played against him uh, this year, would have managed against him this year in, in the Sigerson. Uh, I also would have managed against him in the National League. He was at Sligo in 2019, and I was managing uh, Wicklow in Sligo. So, um, yeah, I came across Red a couple of times. Oh, he's gifted the left foot on him, his absolute sweet as another, uh, his kick passing ability, range. Uh, a really, really talented um, young man and a huge, huge loss. Uh, it's devastating. It was, it, it, it was strange. I didn't know the fella from Adam. Obviously, I've came across him a couple of times there on the field, boys. But uh, it, 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 it hit me. It was strange. And I felt, I, I, you know, it knocked me back. I'm not going to lie, Paul, when I heard about yeah. it. I would have heard Friday afternoon. Um, Friday afternoon, there would have heard because we have a couple of lads. I'm, the club team I'm managing at the minute, them. Um, Shay Ryan and Carl Hartley are on that DCU Sigerson team, and uh, said it would be very, very close with uh, with, with, with Red, and uh, so I would have got word through them channels, and uh, yeah, it affected me in this way. I I, I didn't really, really for someone I never met, I never spoke to, I was taken back by it because ultimately GA is is a tight knit community, and um um you know it was devastating news, a real blow to obviously Red's family and friends and and, and his girlfriend as well, so. Look, it was a huge, hugely sad occasion, and um, uh, I, I would just hate to think any young man was going through any, you know, trouble that anyone could have helped him with or anything, you know. So, uh, yeah, devastating blow, and it really did overshadow everything else. To be honest with you, everything else, um, it really did overshadow. And I'm speaking to my friends, or sorry, the lads in there, the lads I know from DCU that were friendly with him, uh, they were very badly and still are continuing to be very badly cut up over the whole thing, you know. So, um, it's. It's gonna, it's gonna live on for a good while yet, you know. Yeah, we just like to offer condolences to everyone in Kerry GA, Sligo GA, and of course uh, DCU GA. There's um, there's a great clip actually on Twitter when they played Marys, yeah. and he takes the ball from the sideline. Like I would have seen him as well in secondary school football for attractors and and a once in a generation talent really like. Yeah, and, and that, that score against Mary's, it's just to put it into context for you, that wasn't uh, you know, DC were down and well down and, and, and they were they were chasing the game here now. So it's handy enough to step up in the corner flag and swing it over when you're six or seven up. Uh, as far as my understanding, DC were four or five down at that stage and late on and they came back to claw back to win the game and last minute goal. So um, in fairness to uh Reddy, you know, as the, the stature the man or the, the caliber the man stood up and left-footed in the corner flag and, and stuck it over the bar. So his ability was, was without question, you know, he was, he was phenomenal, phenomenal talent gone far too early, you know. Yeah, and as we said again, just offer our condolences and sympathies to anyone who knew um, Red Oak. Uh, such a 
occasion and just put sports um, into perspective um, so much. Um, but Davey, we did have um, the league finals um, over the weekend and I got I got to uh, all four league finals uh, over the weekend up in Crow Park. Did, did you manage to get in yourself? Or... No, we were playing um, our club games on Saturday and then Sunday was a family day this weekend, Paul. So okay. I, uh, I, uh, I got to watch them all all right, but I didn't get, uh, I didn't get in uh, this weekend. And uh, you were obviously doing a good few miles, so. Yeah, um, if we actually, we'll start with the four and three finals, obviously, because, um, but the four final on uh, Saturday, it was a really enjoyable game of football. And I don't know where many people watching it, but Mark Russell from midfield for Tipperary, the scores the man got. Like, he didn't, I don't think he got one ordinary tap over point. Did he four, did he? Four, I think, from midfield. He had to go off then around the 50 minute. He just had to put the hand up and he was gone. It was such a loss for him. Where did he? I don't know a huge amount about him. Where did he come from? I, I, I managed against Tip for two or a year. And, and uh, I, so we played him two years, played him a challenge game and then played him competitively the following year. And he was never at a 26 when I was when I was there. So, um, uh, and he doesn't look like a young buck either. So, um, um, Oh, and, and left the, the knee brace in the left foot with four exquisite points. Like, like we're talking about Paul Conroy, I'm sure we'll get on to him in a few minutes. And, uh, you know, his exhibition, but Jesus, Russell gave, Russell gave some performance in Division 4 final. It was just that it was on a half one in the day and a Saturday, and no one was watching, I'd say, you know, that. But um, um, it was a serious, serious performance in midfield. And uh, he looks like a real, real talent for Tip wherever, wherever he's out to coming out of, you know. And in fairness to like Tipperary, um, you have to hand it to David Power because, like, I was looking through the panel um, overall and, like, they, they have lost a fair amount of players, like, you know, Stephen O'Brien, no Liam Casey, no Michael Quinlevin, uh, Robbie Kiley wasn't playing at the weekend, Josh Keane's obviously been gone now for a few years. Like, to keep that together and uh, to get a performance like that, like, I, I think Tipperary management deserve huge credit. Absolutely, yeah. And any county like, like that, Tipperary is playing second fiddle. Same way we get on to him as well, Billy Lee and Limerick Hurler, Limerick footballers. Any county that's a you know staunch hurling uh, stronghold or whatever you want to call it, and they uh, are competing at the top, or competing very well in uh, in the football, they deserve great credit. And fair play to um, play to David Power. Look, he's assembled a very strong management team, and Addy Christie's with him there. Um, Donegal man, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Charlie McKeever. Charlie McKeever, yeah. Like they have a very, 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 very strong management team there, you know. And um, so so look, they uh, they they're very experienced, very strong. And yeah, look, it would to do to do to run Calvin to last man to hit the bar in the last minute and could have could have won the game. But I think Robbie that was Cook, um over the line actually. Oh, I don't think it was. I watched the back earlier on. Oh I would question that one now. I'd uh, I'd uh, definitely challenge on that one. Um but to do it without Robbie Kiley, uh, Quinlevin, Casey, you know, Stephen yeah, O'Brien. went off injured as well, and he's yeah. been there for them. Exactly. Like, so really, really, you know, it's a fair performance, a fair play to them. I, 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 I something about Cavan, I don't think Cavan are maxing out. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not sure no, Cavan are, are, are operating at, the, at, their, at their optimum or whatever the word might be. Like, I've said that now, the likes of Paddy Lynch there, I would have had first-hand experience of him uh, both at a club and a county level. And uh, 
he's a fair operator now from Crusher Lock there, fair, fair operator, serious full forward. And even seeing the link from the club mates, which you can, it's great to see that in the county. Stephen Smith would have given a brilliant diagonal ball in for the goal. And the mm. club mates, obviously, probably well rehearsed at home. So, uh, really, really good stuff there. But I do believe um, Kavanagh aren't operating at full tilt uh, for whatever reason and haven't been probably since the Ulster, you know. It, it just really looked like, again, at stages, there's such a reliance on McKinnon. Like, I was sitting very close to the Cavan kind of dugout and Cavan management team, and you could just hear them nearly roaring all the time, referring to Garrow's McKinnon as G and to get on the ball. Like, there, there's such a reliance there. Yeah, he's the key playmaker, there's no doubt about it. He's the key. Everything goes through him. Uh, he's the absolute, he's quarterbacks him around the field. Um, and unfortunately for Calvin, and at the top table, Paul, regardless of how good you are, if you have one key influential player, you can always, where you, you might nullify him, but you can always limit them. You know, you, you surely, tactically, ability-wise, you should be able to limit them, you know. And Garrod is heavily dependent on his left foot. Yes, he has a right foot, but he's heavily dependent on his left foot. So that, again, holds him back a little bit that, you know, you know, he got to look for the left time and time again. So we would have had this very similar experience in um, 2020 last year there. Uh, when, well, that's 21, was it? When we, um, 2020, and uh, we were played him in Navin there in a relegation playoff with Wicklow. And uh, same thing, we just, there were two key players for us. It was uh, Martin Riley, and uh, he's gone now. But looks like, He was on uh, the bench, actually. He was on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him all year. I'd say he, whether he took a prolonged break or injured, I'm not sure what he was doing. But uh, at that time, Hugely, hugely important wing forward. Brilliant player. Uh, would have a professional soccer player as well in his time. So, huge player. But him and Garode were the two we, we decided we needed to go after that day and really targeted Garode and really frustrated him. And we felt we got huge joy out of it because we really stifled Cavan's attack when when we uh, nullified or limited Garode's involvement. And he is a fellow that gets frustrated. He's a fellow that gets, you know, can get... um getting it worked up and uh, we managed to get under his skin that day and really stifle him and, and then ultimately stifle Cavan. You know, simple as that, you know. So, uh, yeah, there's a huge reliance on him there. Now, I will say Patrick Lynch has probably picked up a bit of slack for a young guy inside, um, but they wouldn't wouldn't be blessed with too many out-and-out uh, scoring forwards. Yeah, like there's, there's Galligan there and, as you mentioned, Smith kind of drifts out a lot. They brought on... Connor Madden, they did bring on a, a few, but just at stages like when you have a player like Paddy Lynch in and you see what Stephen Smith done there, they took the goal so well, but then at stages in that game, they're so slow and so ponderous, like there's not even it was just at stages, but there was a directness at stages as well. You know, Kevin to me, they were a lot of the same type of player. I remember analysing them go really into detail a couple of years ago when we had played them. And, and it looked to me that he did, it, there was so much interchange and it was easy interchange because one lad was the same as the next lad. And, and, to be honest, and they were all only middling enough. you know. So um, if you took the exception of Paddy Lynch, Garrod and Marty Riley out of it and maybe Thomas Gallagher, really and truly the rest of them kind of all, all were similar players. A small, low to the ground, good footballers. Uh, but very, very few elitely dangerous lads, you know, and um, ultimately that's what's holding them back. And yeah, it's kind of real Division 4. Now, I will say, you know, Division 4 is a very defensive style of football. It's it's hard to break down. It, it is a, it's a, 
it's a you know it's a, a nutritious uh, kind of game. So you do have to um, you do have to be patient at times and go lateral at times and tire defenses out and wait for opportunities at times. And then maybe they, whereas you bring that into Croke Park, yes, they probably should have and could have moved the ball quicker on a, on a hell of a lot of occasions. And again, just comes back to my earlier point. I'm just not sure where this Cavan team is at. And I think the Ulster Championship they could be a rude awakening. You know. I was only thinking after the game, do you think there's a huge chance of this and from ambush happening in Corrigan Park? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I'd say there's nothing between them teams. Absolutely nothing. Is it? Would it even be an ambush, though? Like, yeah. Is him and someone in the picture to go to Division 2 this year? Um, you know, fairness, I, I would have spoken many a times about him before. Uh, Enda McGinley, serious operator. Myself and Enda went in. Did we at the same time? Yeah, I think we did. Or maybe he came in a year after. No, he came in the year after me. And um, I was in a year done in Wicklow. He came in the following year. We played two challenges with each other. We would have built up a bit of a relationship. And, um, oh, yeah, I, I would rate him highly against Stevie O'Neill's in there with him. Uh, you could see the command he had over the group. You could see them trying to play to a plan. And they're uh, well-drilled. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, be, I'd highly rate the Antrim team as regards, as regards where they are, you know, not getting ahead of themselves or anything like that. But um, they're a good side, well-managed. And in Corrigan Park, uh, I, I, if I was Antrim, I'd have no fears whatsoever taking on that uh, that Cavan team. There's there's question marks over that Cavan team. There, like there has to be question marks over the, like the stomach that they have. The, are they willing to battle? Are they willing to work hard enough? You know, and maybe maybe a case Paul, do they have their medal? You know, that kind of way. Do a lot of them boys have their medal in their in their ass pocket, and maybe they're happy enough. Maybe the appetite's gone a little bit. Yeah, player. Um... It was actually a non-togging sub for Kevin. I know he got it. I think he done his cruciate last year. But if they got him back, I think it'd be key. Um, do you remember Kieran Brady, who was six yeah. when they won the Ulster title? He's a baller. No? He's a serious, serious yeah. baller. In fairness to him, no, he's a massive loss to them. Absolutely massive loss to them. And uh, yeah, but surely should be, should be. He, he has to be coming right because he missed. He missed our game, which is in um, which was in November, right? Or far So he's he's gone a long time, you know, a long, long time. So uh, I would have thought he'd be back by now. So uh, you wonder why he isn't back by now. But he is one one other lad to add to that. Thomas Gallagher, I seen him firsthand this year in the, in the secrecy for UJ uh, for Jordanstown, and uh, he's leaner than I've ever seen him. He's fitter than I've ever seen him. I know he was very impressive Saturday. Yeah, he's covering some ground. He set up Lynch's second goal. Uh, He's covering serious ground there. Whatever work he's done himself in the offseason now, he wasn't that player when we played him last year. No, not at all. He's a, he's a right, right talent now. Whereas when he won his All-Star and the year they won their Ulster, for me, he was probably more of a ball-winning, aerial threat, big, strong midfielder. I think we'll all remember the, the, the interview he done after one of the Ulster Championship games where he's completely burst open everywhere. And I, for me, that's what uh, Thomas Gallagher was. But obviously, he's gone away He's turned himself into a lean machine now, and he is covering serious, serious ground at pace now. So very, very impressive. And like as we said there, one to nine, Kevin, they're relatively very strong, you'd have to say. But it's just like particularly now for the Antrim game, like Stephen Smith is that kind of player who roams around, but then they had Evan Finnegan and he was kind of out. So there's stages where Paddy Lynch was inside by himself and like to push on, they need to get someone in there with Paddy Lynch. And and you go to Corrigan Park, which is kind of like a provincial ground. It's, you know, it's tight, tight ground. You go there 
and uh, it's like a club ground. Sorry, not provincial ground, like a club, club ground. You go there, it's going to be tight. You can guarantee them sidelines will be brought in a yard or two as well, potentially. And, um, you know, it, there'll be a man planted in front of Paddy Lynch and, and that'll, that'll, that'll limit his, obviously, influence on the game. Then you can guarantee they'll have a man tagging Garoba Kieran, guarantee it. And um, every time they'll be frustrating, they'll be getting right up into his face. And all of a sudden, this is, this is what I'm saying. Who's going to pick the slack up? Now, if Marty Riley gets back into it, now there's, a, now there's a third option there, which is obviously very, very good too. So, um, but that's, that's the big question. And for me, it wouldn't be no ambush. For me, I, I would have no qualms in, um, in, 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 tipping, in tipping Antrim to win that game. In that end, they'll be hungry as hell. They've got the game moved back from, where was it going to be fixed for? But did they give a ground? Let it ground? No, no, remember it was moved. It was moved there. To, I think uh, it was going to move to a Cavan home game. All right, well, so they've got the game moved back to Corrigan Park. Them Antrim boys will be mad for road, you know, and strongly led by Mick McCann midfield, who is a serious, serious operator now, a right good operator. Even they have a couple of good young lads coming through and Oren Eastwood and Pat Shivers, and they're a good side. They're a good side, and and, and they, uh, they're, they're, I, I honestly think they're a good side. I probably would say they're a year off. They were probably better off. The end, I probably won't agree with me here, but. I would say they were, they were better off not going to Division 2 this year. I don't personally think, haven't seen them up close last year. I don't think they're a Division 2 team yet. Uh, now, I'm not saying they can't get there, because they can get there, but uh, I think they need another good year at Division 3 uh, to get a bit more season, get a bit more experience for a younger crop, and um, then push on as regards to Division 2. But absolutely, uh, and that would be a game now. That would be a game I'd love to attend now. That would be a game I'd love to go to, because... That's the real championship there now. That's a real humdinger. Imagine the physicality. Imagine the off the ball stuff. Imagine niggle. Ah, class. That'd, that's, Hopefully, that's, some that's, broadcaster will actually jump on that because I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and surely there's a market there in 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 Antrim and in the north, and you know to really get these games out there. You know that kind of way. So uh, you'd imagine BBC will be showing it anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, especially everything that's happened with that. Yeah. I think there's such a good narrative there. Um, the three final was on then um, after that on Saturday evening. And I, I thought Saturday's two games were uh, two very decent games. Um, but I thought between Loud and Limerick, like there was, there was a great kind of intensity in this game. Yeah. Um... Absolutely, yeah, and I think two teams that probably uh, can can compete in Division Two. As I said previously with Limerick, I just hope it's not a year too early. But they're so physical, they're so big and strong that I do think um, I do think they'll be okay in, in Division Two. Um, so yeah, it was a very competitive game. Uh, Billy Lee probably summed it up after when he said the team that got the goal was probably going to win, and it was a bad turnover by Limerick. Now Josh Ryan gave a very very sloppy hand pass away, and and. The key, though, was the pace of the break from Loud. Now, the pace, the athleticism, how direct they were. And uh, Limerick had no chance. The Limerick fullback was left in no man's land. And, and fairness, though, a huge, huge plus for them was Kieran Burns' return. Was massive. Yeah, oh, he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah game changer. Like, but in fairness, now, like, you go to Cavan, right, and you go to, you go to Tip. Take Michael Quinlevin out of Tip. You're left with Sweeney and Sweeney alone, right? So you're missing the second marquee or the second top class part. In Cavan, yes, Garod does a lot of it. Paddy Lynch is there too, fair enough, right? But then you you go to Sam Mulroy and Kieran Byrne now on the one side. You know, now in the one forward line. Now that you're whereas 
and I know I'm a broken record, but Danny Neville's missing for Limerick. And while Josh Ryan's a place, and Hugh Burke's a good player, you know, there's some right good lads there. There's no marquee in my book, you know, there's no standout forward there. And um, Limerick are more some of their parts, whereas you throw them two boys into the one forward line now for loud team. They're a team well equipped for Division Two, and and clearly showed the other day that they're probably a small but superior in Limerick. You know. Yeah, like Ryan, Ryan Burns is missing um, yeah. as well for them, but um, on loud, like I, I think a big positive there, as you say, Kieran Byrne was outstanding, but like there was going to be a stage, some stage in the year where Samuel Roy was going to have one of his quieter games, and you could say Saturday he did have one of his quieter games, and to still find a way is probably the most pleasing thing for loud. Yeah, and, and uh, let's be honest, if they didn't have Kieran back, they wouldn't have found a way, I don't think. You know, that kind of, you need that. That's that's what I'm saying to you. When you limit or you get one of them shut down, that's when the other one gets the chance. Whereas, so Limerick limited Sam the weekend, which very few have been able to do all year. And um, uh, then Kieran Burns stood up. So it's like that. It's kind of like what we said about Claire earlier in the year, is that you need Daniel Flynn inside to give Jimmy Highland space, you know, to create the space for someone else. That's what you need. So you need a double threat. You need, you know, whereas if you have two guys who are equally as good or whatever it might be, you know, they can kind of split their attention. But if you have a marquee in there, you know, you know you're getting double teamed, you know you're getting tag team, whatever it might be. That law is free of space for, and any fullback in Crow Park trying to mark Kieran Byrne in yesterday's form, you know, on Saturday's form, um, you know, is in trouble, you know, that kind of way. So uh, Limerick are a very good defensive side too now. I have to say they're a good defensive side just the open spans of the pro park, you know. Similar, this loud team to nearly um, Mickey Hertz teams like Bernard Muller staying off at stages, but like they got such a platform from Niall Sharkey, John Clutterback, Liam Jackson, Kieran Downey, like all similar to that Tyrone counter attack and play. Yeah, and, and, and one other thing I really noticed was key substitutions made in that middle eight. 15, 20 to go. It's clear plan for me in that they, like, you know, work your socks off here, lads. You know, empty the tank and we'll replace you in the middle eight because of the transitional nature of the game they're playing, which probably sitting off, defending well, getting compact, getting bodies back, and then they're told to break and get forward. It's the two transitions. So so they really cover a lot of ground, really tough going, and um, really attritional on the body. So for me, I noticed a couple of key changes at key times from... Mickey and his team to uh, freshen up and get legs into the middle of the because of the style they were playing, you know. And um, yeah, a really counter-attacking game. And I again, I heard Billy Lee reference it in his interview afterwards that I've no problem with how they set up. I think that probably was a pop uh, about how they're setting up really and truly. But um, look, it is what it is. We're all entitled to set up our teams any way we want. And any one of us telling Mickey Hart what to do, I think is foolish, you know. Yeah, like I was, he was just standing right in front of me at the Hogan, and it's actually so intriguing. Just like Gavin Devlin is nearly making a lot of the calls, but he's just so calm. Like, yeah, they, they, in fairness to the two boys, they're probably like one at this stage. Like, you know, I'd say they're thinking the very same thing, or, you know, a lot of them will be pre rehearsed and pre discussed. And, you, you know, I'd say, uh, it's been so long working together now that it's you know they're singing off the same hymn sheet that they probably don't even need that many in-game conversations. No? Just on that, um, there's a lot of questions now, I suppose, going about. But can Loud be challengers in the Leinster Championship this year? 
Um, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't. How do you answer this? I don't think they can win the Leinster Championship this year. Um, could they cause a scalp? Could they beat a Mead? Yes. Could they beat a Kildare? Probably yes. Um, could they beat a Dublin yet? I don't think so. Um, I don't think they're they're at that level yet. I shouldn't be at Kildare's level either. If, if you truly know, it shouldn't be. And I think I think is it Loud and Carlo in the first round and Kildare playing the winners. I think potentially. Yeah, I think I think Loud and Kildare are to me at some stage. Yeah. So it's and and Loud will have a game against Carlo under the belt, and provided they get over that, then they're into Kildare. So you'd imagine Loud will have a you know a bit of a bit of a momentum and a bit of game time under their belt, which means they're going to be a bigger threat for Kildare, you know? So, um, uh, look, Jesus, uh, Kildare need to, uh, well, obviously, they need to get over Carlo, but either me or you are in the loud camp, so we don't mind talking about it. They should get over the Carlo, Carlo one, and then move on into Kildare. And, um, you know, I, if I was in the Kildare camp, you'd want to have your wits about you that day. Um, yeah, really want to have... Going in. No, you wouldn't want... And, and Kildare have done it before. They went into Carlo in you know, 2018 and were dumped out there. So Kildare have, 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 have done this before. But what I will say about Kildare and this current crop, you know, Mick O'Grady will give Sam Mulroy everything he needs and more, you know, that kind of way. And uh, if you look back through the leagues, Mick, Mick O'Grady was the one man... I think he kept David Clifford scoreless from play in the first round of the league, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one. Definitely maximum one point to kick from play in the first round of the league. Now, there's a few different things from that. First round of the league, sharpness, uh, Newbridge type pitch, all them different things. But still, you've seen what he's done to Paul Gohari yesterday. You've seen what he's doing to everyone week in, week out. So one thing Kildare will have is they'll have a man for Sam. They'll have Shea Ryan, then Ryan Hulin to go on to Kieran Byrne. So Kildare are blessed with decent, decent Tigers, decent uh, men to, to match up there. So they, they should have too much up top because... There are sorry, loud won't be able to hold the likes of Ben McCormick, Daniel Flynn, Jimmy Hyde, and Darren Curran together. He just won't be able to hold it. You know? I'm going to bring you back to last week in one sense. We talked about the Cork Offaly game when we talked about Colm O'Callaghan going to have passed it over there. Josh Ryan has a chance. Uh, yeah. It's James Callaghan goals who's not usually a keeper. Like, he's here now. Yeah, but you know, he doesn't have that experience no, yeah. of being like. Yeah, you have, look, you have to. You have to. You, uh, it's just the very same thing as Callahan last, Callahan last week. You have to. Yeah, yeah, you have. It's a national final in Crow Park. How many of them are Limerick going to get into? You know, you have to have to go for the juggler there. Were they, was that to put them two or three up? I think it went two. two or three. I think it was nine eight. And it was. Right, so they were two up on the back of that, right? Two yeah. up on the back of that. And, you know, some difference to going four up. Ah, they had to. They had to go for it. And again, Josh. Josh, again, earlier on in the game, he was very tentative. He kicked the score, but Jesus, he went around the world to kick it. You know, he could have kicked it three times before he, before he got it off and he was on top of the knee the whole time. Um, so, again, probably comes back to it, though, a little bit, like I was saying. They've no out-and-out marksman with Neville missing. You know, no out-and-out yeah. score. No, thing was... Thing was the last Brian Donovan I seen yeah. him play in yeah. Sigerson a couple of years ago. He's a good player. He's a good player. And it was a young guy who replaced him at eleven, I think, wasn't it? It was that yeah. one there. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. So so he was a loss. He was a loss, absolutely. But it's still Limerick comes back to their there are some of the parts really good, strong, physical side, well organized, well coached, but will fall short up front, you know. Yeah, and even um Peter Nash at 13, he's player just gives you everything. Like he, he was 
he was all around the place and like Corbett Corbett was picking up Monroy for a lot of the game as well. Yeah, and, and Corbett's class, Ian Corbett's class class player there and a real leader and kick passer, seriously physical, um as a great serious operator, serious operator that level. Um on to the two final, it's probably the one thing I didn't want to talk about today. Um yeah. but <laughs> Um, Ross Common 121, Goy 23 points. Um, on Ross Common, though, like we talked about balance in in forward lines a lot of the time, but looking at the Ross Common forward line, Kira Merta, Enda Smith, Colleen, Kimi Keown, Donny Smith, Connor Cox, like, like. They're not really going for balance there, like with them six forwards. No, no. And when you see Carl Heenan lining out at uh, 12, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, look, Anthony Cunningham's a very experienced manager. Um, he now has a national national title in, 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 in the bag. Um, yeah, it didn't strike me as. Now, I will say, <coughs> we've spoken about this a number of times. I think they met their, a good team to play that way against in that. And, and, and I think Cunningham has plenty of experience. He probably knew how Galway would play. Or, you know, Galway, as we've discussed numerous times, Paul, aren't the most comfortable team setting up defensively. They're not the most comfortable team playing this help defence or this, you know, developing a plus one or whatever they're trying to do. And it does not come naturally to them by the looks of it. So I'd say, I'd say, um, I'd say Cunningham knew done his homework and knew coming into it we have an opportunity here today to play six forwards you know that kind of I'd say uh, against a different team you wouldn't have that same opportunity because you'd be hurt badly with it so uh, I think he half knew that um, that the team he was facing against would have given the opportunity to play the six forwards you know he's building a squad though like Paul Carey didn't make the panel yesterday for yeah yeah and another guy I know, two guys I'd rate exceptionally highly coming through that from that under 20 team Colin Walsh is a really good guy more and he was the captain of that under 20 all Ireland finalist team is savage, savage ability. He would have been on my season team this year. And Jim Fitzpatrick from Oran as well. He was sent a forward on that. He was up for player of the year and the under 20 last year. He's not part of the panel at all. There's footballers in Roscommon now. There's real good footballers in Roscommon now. And in fairness to Cunningham, the run of uh, I know. It's a fancy name. Is it the Falyaks or the Falyas? Same Falyaks, yeah. Yeah, right. But their run and also uh, Pierce's run, while I'd say Cunningham was going mad at the time, it's probably standing to him now in that he had to go and find more players. He had to give more game time out. Uh, while and Roscommon might have struggled early on as a, as a result of that, I'd say they're in a seriously good position now, uh, having found one or two that uh, and on top of the under-20s coming that maybe he wouldn't have seen if they had the if they had the dailies, you know, if they had the park areas, if they had you know everybody else on top of that. So um, I'd say they're probably in a good position. Yeah. And probably, like, if you're looking at a dark horse this year, they could do something. Like, Roscommon are going to get to a kind of final. You'd imagine, like, the playing Sligo Sligo are obviously going well, but still they should get to a kind of final. So that. We put them into the last round of qualifiers if they were to lose it. And as we said there, with their panel, they're building, they could do something this year. They could. They could. Um, defensively is where where um, 
I'm not 100% certain on them. Um, they they have good forwards, decent scoring forwards, uh, and plenty of them. And I think later in the year, you'll probably see the likes of Carl Heenan being used off the line. I'd imagine or Elsa McKeown off the line or, you know, one of the Smiths off the line. Well, not Ender, but, you know, they'll, 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 I don't think they'll go with the six, the six forward approach for the whole year, you know. So, um, um, that, so they will have depth up there. I'm just, just not sure. Even in likes of Brian Stack is quality. Niall Daly's quality. Ronan like that. There, even um Eddie Eddie Nolan midfield looks to be a find as well. And himself and um, hey. seem to have built up a good relationship there in the middle too. Um, so absolutely they've um they've got a panel there. They've got depth there. I just would think they're they're. The quarter final though is probably a ceiling for them, really. Unless they got a kind draw, I um I can't I don't see them as a top four team in Ireland today. Now I do think they're a team of the up. Absolutely think they're a team of the up. Seriously good age profile. Um could well be a top four team in, in two to three years' time. Well be. And and in fairness, they're probably being rewarded for their uh, spoke about this before about our man. Probably be rewarded for the county board backing their man and sticking with Cunningham. Yeah. You know, year on year and the consistency that comes with that and uh, the cohesion. Now, as we spoke last week or a couple of weeks ago, he changed his whole management team. That's unbelievable going. Yeah. Four, four new selectors in the one year. I, I said it last week, fair play to Cunningham. That is some going. Like As a manager, you'd have to be thinking, geez, I'll go myself here rather than going with a brand new ticket. So fair play to him on that front. And now he's a national title in the bag. So... um. As common are coming, the county board's been rewarded by by their their, their policy of backing Cunningham, and uh, absolutely they're a, they're a team on the up. And if they got the right draw, absolutely they could fall into come into a semi final. But I just think they have a ceiling right now. Give these young books more time and more exposure in Division One next year, and it could be a right good team. Um, Galway, uh, it's. <laughs> It, it, it's still that naivety defensively. Like, the Jeremy goal sums it up. Like, um, now in saying that, there was there was one three goal left behind them. Um, Finnerty missed a chance. Keneally hit the Keneally hit the post for a goal chance. Like, they, they probably did leave one three, but still, it's. That Jeremy Merta goal, like we, we talk about maybe Shane Walsh got spinned, but it was excellent for Merta to spin like that. But the bodies he goes through after that. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um now look, there's probably it's really not good. I, he must have passed between Walsh, Conroy, Kelly. Uh he must have passed four anyway, at least four Galway bodies, at least. Um, you know, stepping through the whole lot of them. Fine, you get done on the first spin, but geez, you can't be done on the second, third spin, you know. Um, and and you can give out about steps, you can give out about everything, but it, you know he went straight through the heart of your defence on his own, and um, very very poor defending, which isn't the first time we've been talking about Galway and their poor defence this year, no, Paul. Um, so and probably we're three years into looking at this poor defence now, and uh, doesn't seem to be changing too much. Um, it, look, if you put it into the scenario in the lads' head, the players' heads probably was was nineteen points all at the time. Um, it was just into the red, was it? Just into the red, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Patrick Kelly missed one to put them one up. Yeah, so right, they were probably thinking no score or free, you can't foul them here because they'll tap one over and then you know they'll drop the bodies off and you know it'll shut us out. I'd say that might have been Galway's mindset. So 
you probably want to get him done for steps, you know, get him in, get bodies around him. But ultimately, someone should have taken him over the team at some stage and, 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 and you know, made sure he didn't progress any further and conceded his free and tapped his score and, and, and take your chances up the field. Whereas, effectively, it was game over. Once the ball hit the net, it was game over. And that was a brilliant finish. And uh, take nothing away from her. He's a quality, quality player. Um, but you'd be extremely, extremely disappointed from the Galway point of view. David, like, what do you do with your six backs? Because yesterday you had Jacqueline, Sean Fisher, Liam Sick, you had John Daly, who usually plays six, who was moved out to the wing. Johnny Heaney was one wing, and then um, Kieran Malloy was six. They were down Dylan McHugh and Kitty McDade. They moved Sean Kelly out to the middle. Like, there was, there was such a reshuffle yesterday defensively. And then when it doesn't work, and you're playing your biggest game of the year in Mayo against in three weeks, like? Uh, it's not a camp I'd like to be in now, to be honest with you at the minute. It's um, um, serious head-scratching to be done. Um, for me, it, it looks, again, I don't know these players inside out, but I know enough of them that Liam Silk, uh, for me, his his main priority seems to be from Curropin and is to is to contribute to the play and get get a ball, get on the ball and go forward. Kermaloy, probably similar. Um Fitzgerald, I know from DCU, I know from Sigerson football, and again he looks more of a footballer than a than a than a dog to me, than a marker to me. And um, you know, there's too many of the same, too many attack-minded players in that defence for me. To be honest with you, and 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 there, there's no out and out marking in. And I, I'm, I'm right in saying was like oh, Sean Andy O'Kelly a couple of years ago. Who was um, on the panel this year? Not on the panel. He wasn't O'Kelly. used last year. I don't think. Like, like you, you, you've two guys there minimum who are serious, serious defenders. Take the defending seriously, you know. Shut down lads and take joy in it. I just don't see enough of them boys in Galway. I don't see enough guys who take joy in shutting you down. I see class footballers in Liam Silk, and it would be cheap one to say he's a very silky footballer, but he is a good footballer. You know, really, really talented. You know, skillful player. But is that what you want in your cornerback? Or sorry, yes, we want that in a cornerback. But for me, it's point three or four after his ability to, you know, to nullify a, a, a marksman. Essentially, that's that has to be number one for me. Whereas Galway seem to be going a different approach of all footballers, and for me, it doesn't work. You know, all ballers in your defence does not work. You know, you need a guy with a brain who's going to organise the whole thing, can conduct the orchestra first and foremost. Then you need two taggers. He spoke all the way. Connor Sweeney, Michael Quimson, Patrick Lynch, Carol McGinnis, Sam Mulroy, Cairnburn. You know, all the way through, we're talking about two marquee forwards, which every team has, and every top team has. And who who are Galway's go-to man-markers? I just don't know. Uh, can you tell me? I, I thought Sean Getty was one, but then he's been to midfield yesterday. Um, Malloy obviously is one now, because he was on Ender Smith, and there, there was a distinct height advantage there. Um, it's, it's impossible to know, and it's just. And we're three weeks out, like Paul. Three weeks out, and, and me and you have had this conversation about Galway for a long time. So it's not yeah. as if we're three weeks out jumping on the bandwagon. We've been discussing Galway's lack of ability to defence, to defend, and uh, lack of understanding about shutting down space, uh, about shutting down the danger zone. Yeah, like and, this, I want to. Point is out to listeners, this isn't us just jumping on a bandwagon here saying it's it's a one-time result and it's not the end of the world for Galway. 
Division two was a poor standard this year, realistically. There was Derry and Ross Common for goalies to get promoted. They had enough class for everyone else, but like I know Mayo got a hammering, but they've they've a lot of players to still come back. And yeah, and, and the thing problem for me for Galway and Ross Common is um the golf and class from division two, division one is 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 huge. Huge for me. We get to it when it's Kerry or on another planet. Either of these teams, to be honest with you. So, um, um, when you're talking about Roscommon building a squad, they are absolutely building a squad, but they ain't, ain't, they ain't anywhere near Kerry yet. But, yeah. um, um, yeah, no, uh, you can go back through the pods. We've been very, very uh, consistent on our opinion on Galway and their lack of offensive nous, defensive ability, coaching on their defence look looks non-existent. Maybe it's there. I can't see it. Um, when they conceded five twenty-seven. Against Cork and Offaly yeah. in two two weeks in a row in Division Two, like Cork and Offaly were battling out for the final spot to be relegated, and God, we can see the five twenty seven against them two teams two weeks in rounds. It's it just not going to work. Um, could they catch Mayo? Yes, if Dermot O'Connor doesn't make it back, Kenny O'Connor is going to be sluggish. Um, Mayo struggling a little bit up top themselves. Uh, Jordan Flynn could be gone now as well, but it looks of it. Um. You know, Brendan Harrison's gone with a crew sheet, I'm told. So my O aren't yeah. aren't at full tilt. So could Galway catch them? Maybe they could. Um, but but ultimately, Galway, I don't know where they're going. I don't know. Can you imagine that Galway team trying to defend Kerry or Tyrone or oh god, God. Just like, who who's gonna pick up Darrell Canavan? Who's gonna pick up Basler? Who's gonna pick up McShane? Like, who's gonna mark these lads when he gets to that level? When you get to the top four, like, just, you just don't seem to have the people. Like, like there doesn't seem to be an improvement there, even going on last year to me. Anyways, I actually think it's it's nearly worse this year, to be honest. Um, like special mention to Connor as well because it was just ah, yeah. exceptional. He, he he he's quality. In fairness to Colin O'Rourke and, and Gooch last night, he he is the best uh, midfield at the minute in the country. Absolutely, he's operating. Yeah, different type of players. Sorry, I think they said best. Did they say best kicking? Um, yeah. Field, yeah, no, absolutely. Different type of player. In fairness to Matty Rowan, top, top quality. Yeah. Covers, covers every blade of grass. Probably a little bit different to Conroy. Conroy more of a attack-minded, probably. Um, um, but uh, as regards to shooting from range, she's special in fairness to Paul Conroy. And this has been consistently, year on year, Paul Conroy's been doing this. So this, again, this is uh, a it's new distribution thing. in as well. He, yeah. He's kicking, kicking yeah, ability. It's just, it's the simple things. It's a punt pass. He was doing it yesterday to Comer. It's, it's, I actually think he's been, he's playing the best football since the double leg break of his career. Yeah, he's, he really is standout now. Standout, top quality midfield. And I'd imagine, you'd imagine if he keeps going and Galway are semi-finalist, you'd, you'd be hopeful of an all-star. Definitely a good shout for him anyway. Yeah, James McLaughlin as well who came in. Um, He's one that uh, people can get excited about. He fetched a great ball there just when he um, came into the play. Um, but obviously, there's, there's, there still is talent up front. But I think the big thing is just, can you fix that in three weeks? Or is it too short? But, you, but you, they don't need three weeks to fix it. We've been talking about this for three months. Yeah. Like six months. You, you, like, you know, um, I, I, like far from me, Keane O'Neill is in All Ireland winning selector, is he? Did he win in All Ireland with Kerry? I think they did. Yeah, Fitzmaurice. Yeah, you know, um, um, Park Joyce and John Dibley are seriously experienced football men. Like 
You know, they they don't need they shouldn't need three weeks. If that if that group of men need three weeks to fix this plan that a blind man could see the last six months, uh, well, for me, I don't know what's going on. Then, um, like that's the big thing for always. It'll be can there be an improvement here, and it's it's uh, going to be uh, fascinating to see. Uh, we had the one final, um, and I was I was sitting in a dab in this for myself, and it was a joy to behold just watching David Clifford. Like, <laughs> I I actually believe Paul, and I've done this myself a number of times. I think everyone in the country should go to see David Clifford if he's in your vicinity or if you can travel. I, I go to see him live in the flesh uh, at some stage and soon. Oh my God, he he it's is. It's actually the best position to sit behind the goal and just watch. Watch his movement and yeah, was, uh, yeah. It, it, But he 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 has ever and look, there's no no more superlatives for him. You know, he is as he is everything everyone says about him and more, and will ultimately continue to get better and it's going to go down no doubt at the best of all time no doubt about the greatest it. Like, for you huh? the greatest footballer to play the game you think I, yeah no, I've no doubt in my mind barring yeah. injury barring serious injury or whatever I've no doubt in my mind and you know what I love about him I love the little rogue in him too I love he celebrates goals he, yeah no. I was actually going to say that there was a piece where Donaghy told him to celebrate every goal you score because that's going to get a relationship with the Kerry supporters for you straight away. And you can see when Clifford gets on the ball, there's an excitement there straight away. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's all built up from his underage in the schools. And we've all seen the highlight reels. And mother of God, you know, this fella. So absolutely, the crowd get buzzed. And there's very few of them players, you know, you see them, you see them around the country, dotted around the country that... The minute there's just a gasp, oh God, he's on the ball. What's going to happen here? You know, so uh, he he's phenomenal. And in fact, he, he wasn't afraid to give a horror a bit of stick back yesterday. And, you know, I love that about him. I love that about him. You know, as I said about Grove and Kieran earlier on, you know, key, key, like player, managers try to get after him. Players try to get after key forwards. Whereas Clifford doesn't seem to be get too, get too worked up over anything. I'd say he, he seems to laugh a lot of it off, you know. Well, he's probably been targeted his whole life, underage, all the way up. And, um, Seems to take it on the chin and beat you on the scoreboard as poor old Porrick found out yesterday. On that poor Gohara, like you can see at stages he's trying to talk crap to Clifford and like in fairness, when you're one on one with him, you have to try and do something like that. But what's your own thoughts on Sledging as a manager? One thing on before I get to my own thoughts on it, I think O'Hara's getting a raw deal here, uh, for two different reasons. One was there was a I didn't see it, but was there a late hit in Jordan Flynn? And now he's out for six yeah. weeks. Or so. Yeah, right. And I'm led to believe it was was Clifford doing a bit of talking to Flynn or to someone around that that time. So, and now Hora was coming in on the back of that. that that's only what I, I'm led to believe. Okay. okay, So I'm not saying that's gospel, but that's what I'm told is yeah. that is that there was a late hit on and there could have been a bit of a bit of mountain going on from Kerry to Flynn. Okay. And that's when Hora took exception to that. And the cameras only picked up O'Hara and, and everyone picking all oh, the golden boy. You can't say it into the golden boy. Whereas I'm not sure if David was holding himself to the highest standard for the previous minute, you know, that kind of way. So, so um, that's one thing I'm not, you know, there seem to be two of them in it, but I, I do think O'Hara's came as a reaction. And 
I think we've all seen Parag Bahar on the television there for, for seven or eight weeks on the bounce. He comes across as a seriously disciplined man. So um, to win that competition, he was on there on Hell Week there a couple of years ago. Yeah, so, Special Forces. Um, yeah, so he uh, he clearly has discipline. He clearly knows what he's about. Very serious man. So uh, there's more to that, I think, Pop. And um, getting on to your point, wow, look, where does it stop? Where, 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 what's the line with sledging, Paul? The line is very important here, look. I think a bit of ribbon is fair game, you know, if a fella kicks a wide or, if, you know, you're trying to get inside a forward's head or whatever it might be. I think that's fair game, absolutely part of the game and and and, and no issue with that whatsoever. A little pat in the back if your man makes a mistake or this is a free or, you know, this different type of... Mm. 100%, I'd be all for that. I think it's part of the game. I think it's a bit of crack and, you know, and it's part and, part and parcel of it. You know you're getting it back the minute you make a mistake or whatever it might be down the line. But the... Where it gets personal, when it gets nasty, when it gets into people's personal lives and family, I'm not in. That's just not for me. It's, it's not part of the game. It's not in the spirit of the game. And uh, you're getting down to win at all costs. Then, and yeah, I'm not big into winning. I love winning, but I, you know, I have morals and I've um, standards, and and I would be personal. Old. Personal stuff has to. Yeah, say. personal stuff for me just is no goat. Don't get me wrong. Give him, stick about everything. He's carrying a little pouch. He's enjoyed the off season. I've no problem. <laughs> you know, any of that type of stuff. That's for me is all fair game. Uh, you know, anything like that. But personal stuff, uh, off field stuff is nonsense. It's nonsense, and you're. Uh, I don't think you're going anywhere with that. Now, again, it's her own team, and the Naughties probably will laugh at me, and they've seen her all our medals, and I don't. So uh, maybe they were at something different. But for me, I just hold me and myself and my teams accountable, and it's not a route I'd be going now. And on a horror on Clifford, uh, criminal stuff. They have to be playing a game, Paul. They may all have to be playing a game here. Like, we you think well, I, I, I don't know what they're at, but I'm not saying it's the way I go about things. But, but they, we like they're the only team we were talking the whole way through this league. Do they even want to win this game? Do they even want to get to a final? The team's horn was picking them and messing with O'Shea at six and 11 and on the bench. And, Whatever they were doing, you know, like I, I, I don't know what they've been at the whole league and leaving, leaving, um, leaving Hohora in 40, 50 meters place of David Clifford in Crow Park. Whatever about, as I said about Newbridge, you know, leaving them in 40, it, 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 it that was my second point. Hohora's getting a raw deal on the, the camera work because the camera work picked it up later than the, the, that started. And the second one is you leave anybody one on one with David Clifford in Crow Park in 40 meters curtains like it's absolutely curtains and it's just not fair not right so unless a horror was told midweek park go in here take one for the team do what you can limit them as much as possible you're going to get scudged keegan's picking him up at the all-around final you know this is you come back write down every bit of notes you have for lee pass them over to lee and we have a plus one in front of lee as well i think you know that's that's my thinking on teams because again james horn's a very experienced manager you know you're talking about the cream of the crop here on the sideline, and and you know, he, he was it a case? Is he shown his full hand today or yesterday, Paul? He's not like there's no way he's shown his full. And forget about O'Shea Mullen, forget about all them boys that are missing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about setup boys, tactical boys. Ultimately, if you're going to be Kerry this year, you have to stop David Clifford. That's I know the Sean O'Shea and different things, but first target is going to be David Clifford for everybody. So, is Horan going to show that in the National League final? No, he's not. Not a mission is he going to show what they're really going to do. So for me, I think it was a scouting expedition. I think... Is that dangerous? 
Oh, it's very dangerous. Extremely dangerous. And I spoke about this before. Teams that it's like a team in the old National League when it was the top two. Oh, still the top two, sorry. And you say you've won all your games in the National League, right? In the lower divisions, this can happen. You win your first six, Paul, you say, right? You're guaranteed league final. You go into the last round of the normal, normal, the seventh round of the league, right? You put out a dummy team and you get beaten off the park. You'll find it's very hard for them teams to regain that level of um, uh, level of performance, a level of you know consistency again. For me, you're better off just playing through and fall off the cliff whenever that may happen, but win your national title on the way. Whereas it's very, very dangerous. I don't think teams can recover. Taking the hurling there, like will Wexford recover from that baiting? Yeah. Like that's hard, hard to know. Uh, Dara is in his first year there. I know we're here to talk about hurling, but it's, it's a similar thing. It's it's the same, it's the same uh, mindset in that. They took a bad beat, and how do you turn that around? Regardless of what narrative you put on that, especially that, Mayo haven't like as well documented. They haven't had great days in Crowbeck. No, exactly. I know they, they have had some good ones like last yeah. year, uh, 2012. I think they beat them well, final, but ultimately, especially finals in, though. Yeah, falling short, and 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 that's it. And the Mayo did beat Kerry. Am I right in the league final in uh, 19, 19, 19, yeah, 19. Yeah. So, so they did right. So. Yeah, they haven't, and 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 look, that that young team, Ryan O'Donoghue, you know, Aidan Norm, and you know all these, they they they, they didn't be winning games, and the Hessian and these books, Matty Rowan, they didn't be winning games and going after games, and I just don't know what Mayo are at. I think they're playing a very dangerous game. Is James Horan being trying to be too cute? Is he trying to be the smartest man in the room, and that he's playing this big, ultimately playing this big game and messing everyone around? No one knows who my best team is. But I'd rather know my best 12, 13 players, right, in like two or three positions to find. I don't know. I said this to you previously. Yes, Rowan knows he's going to play. Yes, Dermot O'Connor knows he's going to play. Yeah, there's probably five or six. Outside of that, sure, who knows? And how do you get consistency, cohesion? How do you get teamwork? How do you get, you know, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, and like you finished 3 19 to 13. Um, Paulie Clifford should have had two goals in the first half. Uh, they played the ball across to David. Jordan Flynn catches it. Kerry easily could have scored six, seven goals in this game. Like it's, you know what it is. It's a dangerous game for everybody. Kerry got nothing out of it. I, I don't think either. Sorry, yeah. they probably got 15, 20 minutes of football out of it initially, and, and after that it was wipeout. And even in that time, Paddy could have could have had definitely the first goal. So um, that would have been game over earlier, even earlier again. So. I'm not sure what Kerry got out of that. A challenge game for Kerry, an in-house game might have been better. It was a complete waste of time. But you did see some key things with Kerry. I will was very impressed with their speed of ball movement. Deeney won a free, run towards the line, Keegan fouled him. He, he didn't have the ball. It was gone out of his hands in point of a second. Bang, the angle ball into Clifford. A hard on really well. Clifford kicked it over the bar, run away from goal. Um, I noticed that a mark straight away, bang. Their directness with the kick pass now. Especially all a turnover, it's just gone yeah. like to the foot. They beat all blankets, you know. All, you cannot get set up if you could transfer the ball at that pace. So, um, in fairness, Kerry, they, they look. I can't believe the athleticism of Jason Foley breaking out. I know everyone's talking about how much ground he covered for his goal, but geez, I was so impressed with before that breaking out of pants at ease. Now at ease, I thought he was covering There's ground. The, um... There was a ball that was played into Killian O'Connor on the inline, and he's actually on the other side of the play, and he's cramping up at this stage. His legs are gone, like he he was really struggling. And I thought they were going to have to pull him off, and just his way to get across. Like ah, uh, I think throughout the league he's the most improved yeah. defender. Yeah, ah, uh, he's 
Now, uh, he's been excellent, excellent. And he, another man on absolutely online for an all-star, no doubt about it, heading that direction, provided Kerry keep going. But I will say one thing about fullbacks. I'm with Tom Sullivan, the all-star corner back there as well, and it's mixed between Graham Sullivan and Dan Donahue in the other corner and stuff, right? But it's mad how good a fullback starts to look when he gets a bit of protection, pal. You know that kind yeah. of way, right? So, so, you know, Tom Sullivan got an all-star last year. I don't know how he got an all-star. He, he must be... He's, Top quality, but it's, sorry, I know how he got it. He's a brilliant defender and clean. Uh, did, he, did he do well in McCurry in the semi final? I think he did do very well. Yeah, final, right? Whatever. He got an all star, but he got an all star with no help. Whereas, yes, Foley and now they're starting to look like you don't have go from being looking quite average, quite open, you know, as a full back line to being, you know, top, top drawer, Jason Foley this year. There's a reason for that, you know, there's protection, there's a health defense there. Developing a plus one, you know that kind of way. So, um, um, so that's obviously there. Ty Morley's a huge help to him now, knowing when to drop and the timing and the drop and the reading of the game and having such a brain at six is a huge help. So, long story short, Foley is transformed altogether. But don't be fooled, there's huge help and protection there now. Yeah, a lot middle channel is blocked up all the time. Their 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 middle third as well, like they. It's an area Kerry haven't got a lot out of when they've fallen short. Adrian Spillane was phenomenal. Like, even you don't see him chipping in the scoreboard. Barry and uh, Jeremy O'Connor. And they're, they're developing options there as well because um, David Moore was on the bench, Joe O'Connor was on the bench, and Ockham Bear still has to come back. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first time we've seen Moore as well. So, again, He'll uh, he, he'll get minutes now in Munster Championship, and ultimately they don't need him till semi championship semi final. Really, you know, it looks to me like they have their parent in in in, in Barry and O'Connor, I think, and uh, clubmates. But I imagine now bringing on David Moore to see the game. Imagine you know bringing on yeah last twenty yeah like that's some experience there now. You know, I'd say Joe O'Connor's fourth in line. I'd say even though he's captain of the team, I'd say he's down to down to pecking or a small bit. But um and um, <laughs> yeah. Really, really odd are developing options all over the field. Look, balance, and, and, and it's been Kerry examples used all year. Moynihan and Enright, uh, yes, Spillane, sorry. Moynihan and Spillane have changed the whole thing. You know, they changed they're Kerry. Going to, they're going to stay there for you all year. Oh, not a mission to be moved. Why, how could it be moved? So Sean, Sean O'Shea will go to 11. They expect Paulie Clifford to go to 13 and Stephen O'Brien to miss out. Yeah, yeah, or else, or else Stephen O'Brien did play that wing forward role uh, a couple of weeks ago against Tyrone, maybe, or the week previous. Yeah. O'Brien played. So, for me, 10 and 12 is Moynihan and Spillane. Uh, has been all year, and that's Paddy Talley and Jack O'Connor haven't got together. How can we help out this defence? How can we drop bodies back while still keeping an offensive look to our team? Um, and they brought in two footballers. Like So, these boys can do it all. Darren Moynihan can do it all. He works hard. He's a brain. He can kick scores. He's got a serious goal in the league down there in, 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 in Chile that day. He knows when to drop off. He'll tackle. Like, he has it all. Whereas the day gone at a worker wing forward who's just up and down the tram lines, very little involvement in the play. That's gone. Kerry now of, you know, as regards wing forwards, they've two marquee wing forwards here in the modern game that can contribute on the board, can cover the space needed cover and mix it up and kick pass with two feet. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's 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 everything you need in the in the modern game. So them two boys are going nowhere. Uh, Shawnee comes into eleven, and 
party goes into 13 where he's probably not ultimately that comfortable. Um, he's probably not an inside forward. I think he is an 11, but he's very unfortunate that he's up against um, he's up against Sean O'Shea. But one thing, watch the clip there before we come on tonight. Of Tyrone's, one of Tyrone's goals in the semi-final last year, right? Speaking of party, so remember David got turned over on about 40-yard line, bad misplaced kick pass, uh, misplaced uh, solo. I don't know if you remember this, right? And then um, got, got bottled up, misplaced a solo anyway, and Tyrone broke. And Kerry had nine players Goal side. So they weren't caught out of position. They had nine players, their side of the ball, right? No problem. And Tyrone sliced them open, hand pass, six hand passes, Bob was in the back of the net, right? Paddy Clifford was at 11 and Moynihan was the far side of him. But clearly you can see the emphasis. Moynihan was ended up 30 yards further up the field at the ball. Paddy Clifford was there and they tried to develop the plus one and they fell a man short and they ended up at five men inside the, 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 their, their, the opposition half of the field. So, what I'm saying by that is the way Kerry are playing today, you they'll never end up. Paddy Talley will never allow that that they'd end up with Darren Moynihan 60 meters ahead of the ball or 60 meters. You know, they'll always yeah. be set up that on a turnover, you know, they can push a mat on, everyone drops a line or whatever it might be. You know, that kind of way. They'll never allow themselves to be exposed the way they were exposed last year. They were just tactically, tactically naive, tactically, you know, inept have been for a number of years. And, and simple as that now, now they've found the balance and now they're the best team Everyone was saying before this weekend, it's the most open All-Ireland we've had in quite a while. Does it look to you now like Kerry are going to stroll to this? Because like we talked numerous times about Tyrone players leaving the panel. Paul Donahue's been added to that, so that makes it seven of an All-Ireland winning team. It's a record in itself, but we're talking there like who Kerry were missing. And they're pushing the players in that position and even throw Jack Savage and Tony Brosnan into as well. Like the competition there is just through the roof at the minute. Ah, it's outrageous. It's, uh, and Killian Spillane hasn't got a look in at all, really. Has he since early on? I, don't, I think he started. Yeah, he was starting early on. but Yeah, yeah. He hasn't got a look in. So to add a depth up front is ridiculous. But the depth up front is there now, Bob, because they're playing four forwards. They're not playing six. He, I, yeah. I, Week on week on week, we have the same conversation with different teams. Forget the six forwards, lads. It's not part of the modern game. Yes, Ross Common might have debunked that yesterday, but let's see them line out against Kerry or Tyrone or, or Mayo with six forwards. You know, I just don't see it happening, you know. So, so uh, they've got massive depth now in the forward line because obviously the 10 and 12 is sewn up. So, so it only leaves four positions and there's only there's two of them gone already. So it leaves two positions probably for Brosnan, Savage, Killian Spillane, Gini. Stephen O'Brien, like the five top class players, and there's two jerseys for them. You know that kind of way. So, um, so that's what you're looking at there. Um, then, um, what we say? Oh yes, do I think it's wrapped up? No, I don't. I think Kerry looked awesome. Uh, I think they looked fit. I think they looked sharp. I think, uh, but I, I think Mayo are a shambles. I don't know what. As I said to you, I don't know what games Mayo are at. I don't know. That's not Mayo. Mayo will always front up. Mayo. Even in the All Ireland final against Tyrone last year, when they were very poor, they, they brought the juice. They turned up. They hit people. They uh, yesterday they they were at sea. Did they do a big weeks training? Did they I don't know what they done. I, I honestly don't know what they done. So uh, I wouldn't take huge amount out of that. Um, go back, flip it to later in the year. Um, you know when Hamsey gets his hands on Clifford, when McNamee gets his hands on O'Shea. Um, you know, then does Gini? Do you think Gini will kick five and play against Tyrone? Not a mission, I could. You think Tyrone are the biggest challengers to carry this year? Um, 
Oh, I thought Mayo, personally, I thought Mayo were better than, I don't know, I don't know where, I'm confused, Paul, I'm confused with Mayo, I don't know where they are. Um, I know Durkin's huge, I know Mullen, and I know O'Connor, obviously, massive, obviously, right, but but still, will their own, they're kind of like flat track bullies, they're a little bit like the Mickey Hart near the end of the Tyrone, near the end of Mickey Hart's run with Tyrone. They'd murder you in a qualifier. They'll overrun, they'll overpower you. They'll just murder any team who's from the top four, the top top four plus. They'll just destroy you with their physicality, their conditioning, their running power. But when you get to the top two or three teams in the country, I think forwards win out ultimately because you're all set up. You know, you're all generally able to defend. You're all conditioned. You're all practically professional outfits. So ultimately... You know, flip it around. We're going to defend well, both, and we all have shut down markers. You know, so what's going to happen now, lads? You know, who's going to score more? And in in Kerry, you've, you've Clifford Noche guaranteed to kick whatever they're going to kick between them. Uh, in Tyrone, you have the young man Canavan, you have, you have McShane, you have McCurry. You know, fair forward line, and it's Peter Hart could play anywhere. You know, Kila was contributing there as well. So you know. Uh, Mayo just don't have that. Unless O'Connor comes back and shoots the light out, he looked the fella to me yesterday that needed every minute of that and more. Why he wasn't brought on at half time, I don't know. You know, I, like, wow, well, you know, he looks the fella that's going to need serious game time. And, and are they going to start him against Galway? Jeez, I'd say Galway would be licking their lips if they do. Like, that's the day I'd be putting my lawyer silk on him and I'd run him up the field all day long. I'd run him and run him and run him all day long up the field to burn out his lungs, you know. So, um, um, yeah, ultimately, I think Tyrone now, on reflection, are the biggest threat. But on depth on Tyrone, Paul, last point is, yes, they've lost their seven players, right, which is going to have a huge... And we're not going to see that impact until the 15 minutes to go in the All-Ireland semi-final or whatever, 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 whatever the big crunch game is. We're not going to see the loss of Tierney McCann. We're not going to see the loss of Mark Bradley and these boys not coming in. So... On paper, Tyrone's 15 is quality. I think it's quality, and they found a few in, can't think of the centre-back's name now, top of my head. Monroe. Monroe, Johnny Monroe. They found a few, so they added a little bit on that front. Um, so, But I, I just would be concerned if they get down the stretch, which they will with Mayo or, or, or Kerry, um, will, they, will they have the bench? That's, that's the only concern. I would put Tyrone in the after watching Mayo, yeah. And um, big blow potentially for Ma. The bands were um, listed out, which included Aidan Nugent, Kieran Macken, Stephen Campbell, McFerry Fadden, and Neil McGee on the Johnny Gold side. But now they're saying that Reno Neal's involved. I I had thought O'Neill was involved from the start, but then when the three names are mentioned, where is he being thrown in the mix now? Yeah, he's thrown in the mix this evening. By the ref. Must have been. It's it's only came out this evening now that he's included in it. How is that like? Yeah. This is just another. You know where I don't know this. I've no insight here, but this could be our man shooting himself in the foot because I heard I won't say there was another high profile Donegal man supposedly involved in this, and he hasn't been named to the best of my knowledge. And Donegal accepted their sauce and and moved on. Right, um, our man had three lads gone didn't accept it, appealed it, and as the ref said, right, lads, now you can have this and they threw Reno O'Neill in the mix. Um, I, I'm not aware you can change your referee's report. I, I, again, you have someone more qualified than me speak on this, but 
I didn't think, I thought the referee's report was a one-off thing that went in the CCC and that was it. So um, I don't know how Reid O'Neill could be added to it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I know if you appeal it, the players who were originally named, their fine or their suspension for the game can go out longer to one game. But I never knew that a new player can be brought into it then. Neither did I. I'm, I and you're certain on that, yeah? Reid O'Neill's been added to it. Yeah, it says uh, here, it just has on um, RT.ie. Um, reported by Niall McCoy, the head miss possible low for Irma as Reid O'Neill faces suspension with Ulster Senior Football Championship clash with Donegal. And then it says O'Neill has been handed a proposed one match ban. So are we getting into, um, um, what's the word? Are we getting into rugby type uh, stuff here where it's post game and the referee goes away and watches, you know, I, I'm getting into dodgy territory here. I, I, I absolutely was sure referee's report was gospel. That was what went before the committee and ultimately went from there. How on earth a week later has another man been thrown into the mix here? You know, it stinks to me. If that's the case, it stinks to me like the CCC or Crow Park or somebody is slapping our man the risk of saying, you shouldn't have appealed this, you should have taken it on the chin and have moved on. And look, these brawls, Paul, have to go. They're a shocking sight for us all. They're not good for the game. They're a terrible image. Um, it's not good. And I see online and I see the, the lads in the six counties giving out that they Armagh get targeted and it's Dublin and Kerry have a row to be three Armagh boys sent off. You know, these jokes that are flying around, you know. Um, and don't get me wrong, if Dublin and Kerry are at this, it's every, it has to go in general. It has to be stamped out. And is this is this Crow Park's way of saying to Armagh, this is the second one you're involved in now. You know, this is the second one you're involved in now. We're going to come down hard on you. Maybe it is. Maybe this it is. is- like, you won't be surprised here to see our GA get lawyers in, and this is really, like, this could, they'll really try and appeal this nearly up to the last minute, particularly now when it's, being on it's and, he's your best player, like. I no doubt about it. And, and you see, that's the risk you take. Uh, and, like, Supi Campbell is a huge player for them too, Forker. Like, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're a big player, or Nugent. Nugent or Forker? Nugent. Nugent, yeah, he usually plays 15 and then rolls yeah. around. Yeah, so, so, Big players for them. And, and Macken, they're Macken, the best, yeah. best like, fine probably in the league. So, so like, it's, it, it, it's huge. You have to really weigh it up when you decide to appeal, Pat. You have to really weigh it up and say, right, are they gone for one game here? Do we need to suck this up? And I know how competitive Ulster is. I know they're playing Donegal. But when you're weighing up, McFadden Berry is a very, very good player for Donegal. He's a very influential, important player for them. So he's gone. When you weigh it all up, you know, you nearly should take your medicine and and, um, and move forward. But yeah, if, if and again, this is going to be the problem, exactly what you said. They have the best barrister or QC in Armagh who will be on this case. There'll be every, no expense spared. Every cent they have will go into this. And it'll arrive in front of the DRA and he'll get off. They'll get off. Like, you, you know, ultimately they'll get off because the GEA is not set up to be a legal entity. And maybe, you know, we're not set up. Uh, the top best barristers in, in, in the country can can slice the rule book too, essentially. So uh, for me, I, I can see them getting on, but it's, it's not. We spoke with this previously. It's not good. Like it's not good. You know, ultimately there was a brawl. Was there digs thrown or was there uh, blows landed? Yes, there was. Should there be punishment? Yes, there should be. So you know, get on with it. Whereas you know, Arma, they'll drive. they you're, you're dead right. They'll push this all the way. Have you ever been involved in many appeals with players? 
Uh, one or two, yeah, much lower level now, club and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, a few kangaroo courts, Paul. Um, you go in and you're, you know, your fate's going into a lot of these things. Um, I've been involved in a few, yeah, a few of the players were wrong and it was more trying to get a three-month ban to, you know, eight weeks or, you know, more that kind of stuff that um, uh, very few, one or two experience of them. They're, uh, they're part and parcel of the game. Uh, there was no barristers involved at that stage, unfortunately. Yeah. Probably, probably could have done one, bring them on with me. <laughs> um, that that is all uh, on today's show of a recap um, of the league finals um, in part two of the show um, as well I forgot to say at the start uh, Shane Cunningham Kim and Cook Captain um, will be on um, speaking about their launch of their new jersey um, but this is all uh, prepared for next up now we'll have uh, Shane Cunningham on the show <laughs>